True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. Heartfelt Passion Have you ever been in the presence of someone who emotionally moved you because of their heartfelt passion? Heartfelt passion is very spiritual. There's an energy in feeling the fervent passion of another that is compelling. Passion actually connects us. Have you ever thought about that? When you express passionately, you expel a life force energy that leaves a trail like the commercial planes that continually fly overhead of us. The white line of the contrail forms a line that is a direct path to the tip of the arrow, which is the jet piercing the sky. Maybe... Passion is the real arrow of Cupid. Passion can be very seductive. If someone looks into your eyes with passion, it can stir an energy or desire that is hypnotic. You may find yourself staring back, not even aware that you haven't blinked. Real passion from the heart isn't at all manipulative. If anyone has ever taken from you using the energy of passion, you may have determined to become guarded. It's an easy consideration to make if you think that you've been duped by the passion of another. Anyone not wanting to deal with their own emotions will find passion the gateway to hell. In this context, passion may be the stimulant that stirs the feeling that you're under the influence of uncontrollable emotions. Continuing down this path, passion may seem crazy or even foolish Anyone not wanting to engage with their emotions would think of passion as the ultimate elixir to avoid. Heartfelt passion isn't necessarily something to be afraid of. It's pure, beautiful, and strong. I remember talking to Nancy who thought that Michael Bublé's voice was so incredibly passionate she could hardly contain herself when she attended one of his concerts. She wasn't a starry-eyed teenager. Nancy was a mature woman with a middle-aged child. Still, she described his voice as if her body was the instrument being used to create the sounds. It was erotic, or at least it was for her. The energy and heartfelt passion that Nancy felt while listening to her favorite singer moved her soul. Yes, I certainly did use the word soul. What if passion is an attribute of your soul? What if passion isn't some kind of deceitful enemy wanting to take you into places that you shouldn't go? What if passion is found in the contrails of the jets that lead the way? If passion is a soul attribute, then heartfelt passion is something to explore, not ignore, right? It's amazing to think that anyone would be afraid of passion. But then again, you may find it hard to believe that anyone could be afraid of water. Clearly, as far as fear goes, you can become afraid of anything. Let's focus on the nature of heartfelt passion. My purpose is to acknowledge the powerful nature of passion, that you might see it, use it, play with it, in the same way you would with any kind of life force energy. Let's have some fun. To begin with, passion comes in many forms. Yet, passion possesses the same energy, strength, 
and potential in all of its forms. Recently, I watched a documentary film of the first ascent of the Don Wall on El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. This climb is described by a veteran climber as the most continuously difficult rock climb ever done. Nothing else is even close. Heartfelt passion is the means in which this achievement was accomplished. I'm not saying outstanding athletic prowess was absent, nor am I ignoring a lot of other important factors, but I am saying heartfelt passion is at the core of this achievement. This prompts the question, why? Tommy Caldwell and Kevin Jurgensen are the two crazy climbers that accomplished this feat. The origins of this passion actually come down to one man, Tommy. Some describe Tommy as obsessed with climbing, and most certainly a nut for trying to climb this impossible face of granite. Like most films, books, and historical accounts, the six years in preparation of such a passion is overlooked. It's easy to understand why, because watching or even reading six years' worth of material and how someone is breaking down the impossible is boring. Boring to the common mind, but not for the man or the woman who is fueled by the passion. Passion is the real root for all aspects of creation. Passion is much more than desire. A desire can be anything that you want, something you want to create, something that you want to do. Desire can also be the means in which you want to sit next to that special someone in the classroom environment in order to get to know them. Without desire, nothing can be accomplished or created. This reminds me of a specific event that is relevant to our discussion. I was making a six-hour drive across the desert. I was happy, but bored in the sense that there wasn't anything really to see, until I noticed something sparkling in the sky several miles ahead. I saw one object, and the only reason I'd seen that at all was because some part of the aircraft reflected the sun like a mirror. I had another three hours of driving, and like I said, there was nothing else to do, so I started trying to determine what I was seeing. Suddenly, I saw the reflections of two flying objects. Flying horizontal, and then flat, and then twirling and spinning around. It had to be drones, I reasoned. After 30 more minutes of driving, it became clear I was watching a couple of Air Force pilots in training. One minute, they would fly in unison, and the next you'd see them spin off like butterflies, doing their own thing individually. It was right here, after the two planes split apart, that I'd see something that I'd never seen before. The jet closest to me was flying, I'd say, about a thousand feet off the ground when it accelerated in a speed so fast that it was actually incredible to witness. I saw an abrupt change in the exhaust or the smoke left behind as the afterburners were ignited. The F-15 was flying perfectly level with the ground, then suddenly it went 90 degrees straight up. My mouth fell open like a child. Almost everyone has probably seen this kind of flying, likely TV or a video someplace, but it's quite different to see it in person. It was amazing. I've described all of this for you to picture what it's like to be flying level with the energy of desire and to be taken straight up with passion. Passion is the afterburners that takes desire and accelerates it into speeds and directions that may at first seem impossible. Passion is indeed an energy. The afterburners of the F-15 that I watched so intently is nothing compared to the energy of heartfelt passion. 
<laughs> Maybe you've never thought of heartfelt passion being associated with mountain climbing or in flying ultra-high-speed aircraft. Maybe you've always thought of passion in consideration of love and romance. Fair enough. But for the record, the energy is all the same. It wouldn't be spiritually proper for me to leave this out, so please extend me some more space to return to expressing heartfelt passions outside of love and romance. I've heard many people describe aspects of the romantic relationships as if their desire is gone. We can easily deduct that if there is no desire, there is no passion either, and this is a proper deduction. But is it possible to lose a desire? Can desire, like my car keys, get lost? To some degree, you can lose a desire. Desires do fluctuate. Desire can move the thermometer in the same way that it gets hot or cold. If a desire flatlines or continues to decrease, you should take special note. If this is happening within a relationship, there are several common reasons why. Again, I'm talking about desire here, not heartfelt passion. Heartfelt passion is going to be again talked about in just a minute. If your desire is declining, don't wait to identify the true nature of what is changing. Here's why. When people lose their desire, especially in a relationship, something is going on. Hoping for your desire to return is nice, but not very romantic when it comes to relationship. For example, consider an imaginary couple, Sam and Kathy, who are boyfriend and girlfriend. Sam tells Kathy that he has lost his desire. Kathy could easily react, especially because of hearing it on Valentine's Day. But if this is the truth, it's something to explore. Here's the really good news. Instead of Kathy thinking that she's lost the goods or that she needs to buy some really nice lingerie or special perfume, maybe Sam's loss of desire has nothing to do with her. In relationship, it's very easy to assume that you're responsible for your partner's loss of desire. Worse, if you so choose, you can believe that you're the cause. I won't say that loss of desire is only a one-way street. Let me explain further. Imagine Sam thinking in the beginning that Kathy is cute when he first started a conversation with her that ultimately ended up with a date. Sam had a desire to date Kathy, and Kathy responded in a like desire to go out with Sam. All is good. The inverse can be true. When Sam's desire changes, then correspondingly, Kathy's can too. This is pretty typical in close relationships. This mirroring of each other is everyday typical, but this mirroring of one another's desire becomes a problem. When one goes up, so does the other, and if one goes down, so does the other. This is easy to see in an evangelical presentation. If someone is speaking with zeal, it's easy to feel their energy and want to join in. This is where the speaker is so charismatic that everyone is found following the Pied Piper. Unfortunately, unless there is a mutual desire by both the speaker and the audience, it won't last. This applies to a personal romantic relationship. Sometimes desires are shared because, well, it feels good to be in the company of another who shares your views, thoughts, and energy. This means both parties genuinely share the same desire. Sharing heartfelt passions is like hitting the afterburners and going straight up. When you first share your desire, it's the beginning when two people share their passion, which first starts with each party first, then the ability to go straight into the heavens in relationship is not impossible, but it can be expected. 
It's normal to twist and intertwine like two strands of DNA to become one. Two people become one when desires are exchanged for heartfelt passion. The passion becomes the new fuel that lights the afterburners that once lit can stay lit. It's not a perfect dance of always going straight up, but heartfelt passion is hard to give up once you've experienced it. And why would you want to give it up? Allow me to go back to a not-so-romantic example. Tommy, the mountain climber, spent years connected with heartfelt passion. It was his passion. Not everybody could understand the concept, let alone the focus of his exhibition. The six years that led up to the most consistently difficult climb ever done was executed in exploring the cracks. What? Who wants to take all that time to discover, route, and then practice navigating the cracks of granite? Tommy and his climbing partner. My story of Tommy and Kevin gets better. At one point during their 19-day climb on Don Wall of El Capitan, Tommy was solely able to navigate past one of the toughest places. Kevin, his partner, on the other hand, couldn't get over this insanely difficult part of the climb. Tommy actually started climbing ahead, continuing with his ascent, without Kevin. Then, Tommy stopped climbing. Instead, Tommy went back and expressed ever so cryptically to his climbing partner that he wanted to be the first to climb the wall as a team. He didn't want to do it by himself. Kevin expressed he didn't want to hold Tommy up, but that was quickly dismissed when Tommy reiterated that they would accomplish this conquest together. Tommy waited, but not impatiently. Tommy encouraged his partner, who only days before had given up because he couldn't get past this particular obstacle in their mountaineering. Kevin remained supportive of Tommy, but personally despondent that he couldn't overcome the same obstacle that Tommy did in the same way. So he determined to go a different path, a different path than Tommy had. Tommy had pulled back to support Kevin. It was a bold move. Tommy realized that his victory would be shallow if he didn't pursue the heartfelt passion together as one team. There's some very important observations to be made in this example that parallel romantic relationships. Sharing desires, even in a passionate relationship, can bring forth certain obstacles that might be easier for one of the two in the partnership. Such an obstacle can absolutely be an ending point. This is where a partner loses their heartfelt passion, or even worse, their desire. Again, I say lose, not to reinforce that something is actually lost, but perhaps something has shifted or changed. It would be drastically different if in the example of Tommy and Kevin as mountain climbers, if Kevin didn't want to climb anymore. If this were the case, it would make it easy for Tommy to pursue his dream absent of his climbing partner or to give up too. In romantic relationship, this gets real tricky. It's not super easy to demarcate exactly where you are individually and in partnership. This can lead to uncertainty if you're actually doing something together as a team. By the way, doing things as a team is grand, but not if you secretly don't want to do so. What I'm saying is if there's some part of you in your relationship that has shifted in your desire, and certainly in your heartfelt expression, a discussion is critical. If you do see the film, The Dawn Wall, you'll certainly die laughing at the way two grown men try to have a heart-to-heart conversation about coming back together as a team to ascend the mountain. 
If you think this dialogue is funny, consider your own discomfort that you may have and what you might say to your partner. I think great relationships are a lot like a teeter-totter. One is up and the other person is down, but generally in support of the partner being up. No matter what end of the teeter-totter you find yourself, you're going to have to, at one time or another, be honest with yourself and your partner in respect of your desires and your heartfelt passion. Did I tell you that Tommy is in a relationship? Not with the mountain or Kevin as his climbing buddy, but a real live romantic relationship. I'm saying the obvious because sometimes our heartfelt physical passions create obstacles in our partnerships. If my partner spent all of her time hiking mountains and I didn't share the same passion that she did, well, I might have an issue. This becomes even more complicated if I know my partner may not come back because she could die in a fall. This is where things get even more blurry. Heartfelt passion in relationship may have conflict with heartfelt passion in a career or some other type of physical expression. When this happens, it can generate a kind of a dead end for one party while the other may need to continue exploring or going forward. While I've been softly intertwining the spiritual aspects of heartfelt passion, I'd like to turn up the heat and be much more direct. Passion is an energy force. This is why there can be a feeling that you're being called to hear a certain musician and feel so connected on a spiritual level. Interestingly and beautifully, it's not the same for everybody. What I mean is, if Nancy listened to John Mayer sing and play the electric guitar, she may not be moved in the same way as watching Michael Bublé in concert. This isn't to say that there isn't a spiritual quality about both musicians, but as this relates to you, you may resonate much more with one than the other. Certainly, I've always said that we go to concerts not to hear the music or even watch the show. We go to feel and to connect in ways that are totally spiritual. Being in person and watching that plane ignite its afterburners and go straight up, well, you've just got to feel that in person. Let's explore how heartfelt passion is connected to your soul. We are offered not so subtle clues to reconnect spiritually. This desire to connect, to witness, to feel the heartfelt expression in person, whether it's love, rock climbing, or flying jets, all comes down to a spiritual vibration that we recognize. This feeling stirs something in the soul. From a heartfelt desire perspective, it may invite you to emotions and expressions that are out of this world. And to be honest, you may have conflict in allowing such energy and passion. I wasn't kidding earlier when I said that getting in touch with heartfelt passion may be the door to hell. Naturally, it isn't, especially when you release any thought your mind might reference in separation. So exactly how is heartfelt passion so spiritual? You may not know this, but I don't rock climb. I'm not at all interested in personally climbing Mount Everest, K2, Annapurna, or Maru, then why in the world have I watched and read so many accounts? It's the heartfelt passion. I know, as someone who consciously participates in life force energy all day long, what it looks like in its many different forms. To some degree, I'm obsessed with it. I'll say it another way. I love it. I really do. I love seeing how chi is shared and expressed how one musician can stir the soul of another. Let's really dive into heartfelt passion as an energy. The reason that you feel compelled to follow a charismatic speaker 
is because of the energy. It may have nothing to do with the subject. Case in point, with me and mountain climbing. I don't want to mountain climb, but I love to connect to the unbridled passion and absolute focus that comes with another being who is so passionate. It's something that might not mean anything to anybody else, but it does mean something. This is how you can be so drawn to an individual talking and not really be listening. There's an energetic exchange taking place that can be known. I'm intending encircling this energy so that you can see it, specifically in the form of heartfelt passion. Passion as an attribute, as we've already discussed, is way beyond a mere desire. Passions, like desire, can change and they do fluctuate. In relationship, it's the chemistry, the energy, the heartfelt passion that we feel for the other that keeps the couple in sync. If passion is put forth as a show of energy, it won't last long. Another way of putting it, it fails to impress. And perhaps, now more than ever, you can now understand one way why someone could lose their passion for another. Heartfelt passion as an energetic force is pure. Think of gold as an element of the periodic chart. We scientifically categorize gold in many different ways to understand its nature and what ways it reacts or even participates with other substances. If heartfelt passion were an element to be categorized, its characteristics would be this. And let me formally channel this. Unbridled passion, known as heartfelt passion in its truest form, isn't something that you can pull apart. Much like any element that you would consider the basis of your material world, so is heartfelt passion to the spiritual world. It seems funny to us that you would not know such things, but since you're inquiring, we will continue. Passion in and by itself is a pure energy or connection to source. This is why you may recognize it in the form of source. It is to be appreciated that not all of you will recognize passion in all of its forms. Those of you who do are likely to be masters in your desire to appreciate how the simplicity and yet the power of this one spiritual simple element can be the foundation for all things. We recognize you, and thus you recognize us. Generally speaking, human beings come together to share their desire to interrelate, especially in the sharing of sexual energy. A state of completion takes place that offers both parties a relief from the polarity of their gender. In essence, a completeness is offered in the state of interconnection. Those participating with heartfelt passion, as you might reflect it, are offered rare and beautiful gifts in awareness, in knowledge, and in understanding the basis of all things constructed spiritually. Naturally, there are parallels between the two planes that are being described as the physical and the spiritual. If you see that passion is a far greater energy than desire alone, you see how it is created with a focused attention and manifestation in super-concentrated ways. Understanding this will not only aid your common use of this attribute of desire, but you will not be so hesitant to employ the spiritual nature of passion in its infinite forms. This includes the physical. To recognize passion is to recognize us. To recognize nature is to recognize passion. To understand that passion is not recognized as a fundamental energy of creation is to separate yourself from life itself. All things that are made in and by the hand of source is done in passion.
The words that we use to describe such connections can't easily be captured in your language, regardless of the type of language that you prefer. Instead, passion is an energetic form, which is something to study and observe. Recognize us as the passionate creators that we are, and in doing so, you will recognize yourself. Clearly, I've gone way over my self-appointed time in beginning such a dialogue on heartfelt passion, but I won't apologize for a second. There's so much more to share. I'm passionate about passion, and I hope, too, that you can feel that as much as the words you've been hearing. Before I let you go, consider sharing your passions for yourself and with another. You'll never be sorry, even if the road appears to be somewhat different than a perfectly drawn straight line or even different than what you thought you'd planned. There are reasons for this, and this is likely to be covered in future presentations. Until we meet again, let me share in love and pure passion for the being that you are and just being present with me in this moment. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.